1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome in to DMVR Buffs Primetime, presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour. 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Jake Schwan, it's RK with you here. Got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today, Ryan.
1: So I have a prompt for our listeners, our fine, fine listeners. Laid on them. Um, so seconds ago in these very chairs, the DMVR Nuggets crew had an awesome show mm-hmm. uh, with Black Coat John Char of the Denver Nuggets. He was incredible. It was amazing. Everyone was hyped. And then we were hyped for them. We were happy for everyone. Then on their way out of the room, everyone's like, good luck following that. <laughs> we're like, wow. So... If we can get the thumbs up high enough, Mm -hmm. I think we can do more views on this show than they did on that show so we can have our clapback moment. But we need everyone to smash the thumbs up so we can say, there you go, that's how we followed it with a more viewed show.
0: Absolutely, Buff Nation. It's on you. Hit that thumbs up button right now. Also,
1: I was hoping Vlaco would want to stay and talk about Coach Prime, (laughs) but...
0: He's got to have a Travis
1: Hunter take, right? He's got to have a Travis <laughs> Hunter take. Can you imagine Vlaco as like a red zone target?
0: Ooh. <laughs> I mean, he could play tight end for Coach Brew, don't you think? Uh,
1: Coach Brew probably love him.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about Travis Hunter, though. Uh, if you guys didn't see yesterday, there was a well-off video put up uh, where Coach Prime and Travis called up Coach Prime's good old friend, Terrell Owens. Hall of Fame wide receiver, one of the best to ever play the game. Um, I mean, this is the power of Coach Prime.
1: Uh, one of I don't know, let's say five or less coaches in, in the NFL, or in uh, college football that can Facetime To, <laughs> have him answer immediately and have him talk to a player. Yep. Uh, so so awesome. To is amazing. And when asked if he would come this uh, come help this spring. He said, I ain't hard to find. So maybe we'll (laughs) see T.O. on campus. He knows.
0: (laughs) He knows. Um, Yeah, man, it's crazy. As you said, there's probably, I don't know, four or five other coaches that have the power not only to reach out to a Hall of Fame player like that, but to have him give advice to one of your players like that. I mean, the recruiting power for that alone has got to be off the charts just for all these kids who maybe didn't grow up watching T.O., but I'm sure watched film, watched highlights of him growing up. Um, And now you have a chance If you come to Colorado and play for Coach Prime You have a chance to learn directly from them We already heard Shannon Sharp wants to come down And teach the tight ends Now Terrell Owens is going to come and show Travis How to be a complete wide receiver
1: Would you like it if they spread it out Or did it all on one day Tom Brady's there, Shannon Sharp is there T.O.'s there, it's just like uh, it's like a Hall of Fame speech meeting, but it, uh, in Boulder.
0: That should be the Friday before the spring game. Bring all the athletes in who were uh, now like no longer playing. Coach up the kids. Have the visit. The, the visitors. visitors see that's,
1: that. This guy's and that's smart. That's it. <laughs> this guy's smart. You, you should <laughs> let Jake make some decisions up there. There
0: we go. Um, there's a lot to get into with this, though. There's of course the Travis angle, which we somehow haven't talked about to this point. We'll get it. Um, but By the way.
1: Nuggets Pod did 441 likes. We're going to have to beat that. We're going to have to beat that. Let's get 500.
0: 68 in the first few minutes isn't bad. We're on pace. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Um, What Coach Prime asked out of T.O., he said specifically, talking about Travis to T.O., he's doing his stuff, but he got to start looking like a pure receiver, Ryan. Huh. Interesting. He also said some people know how to do it, but they don't know how to teach it. And he wants T.O. to come teach it to Travis Hunter.
1: Yeah, and it was really interesting because he said, you know, uh, T.O. is the release God. Mm-hmm. And he said, Travis knows how to go around them, but you knew how to go through them mm-hmm. and into them and then around them. Uh, and that's something that he wanted T.O. to teach Travis. It's obviously a lot different, right? T.O. <laughs> was a absolute freak yes on the field in terms of his stature travis hunter is never going to be that no uh but to be able to use physicality especially on you know corners who aren't expecting it could go a long way for him so obviously as many tools in the you know people don't think about this i don't think but like releases are a lot like uh, pass rush moves Mm -hmm. like you got to have a whole bag of them. Yeah. Because, you know, Von Miller used to say like I could spend a whole game setting up one move for a big third down yep. late in the game where I'm trying to get a sack, which is just crazy to think about, right? Mm-hmm. Because if he gets that one sack in the fourth quarter, then he had a great game. And he would spend the whole game setting up that one move. It's not quite the same for wide receivers because you're going to have to win more than once. Yeah. Um, but the same can be said of, of a wide receiver. You have to have a couple different things you can go to, so that they know, okay, you're not just going outside release every time or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, you're not just trying to shake them off the line. Like you need a full bag, and I think that's what Coach Prime wants Travis to learn from To.
0: For sure, it's gonna be it's only gonna be beneficial to Travis's game to learn from Terrell Owens. Um, let's talk about it though, Ryan. Does this mean that Travis Hunter is gonna play more wide receiver this year? We've already heard. The assistant coaches kind of hint. Uh, Kevin Mathis said he's a receiver playing DB. Coach Prime, ain't, I mean, he's Coach Prime, so of course he could teach Travis a thing or two himself. But he's not calling up Darrell Revis. Yep. He's calling up To.
1: Well, yeah, he doesn't need to call up Darrell Revis. Right. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my take on this, and then I want you to cook on why you think he should. I think this is certainly, and I hate trying to read into like these well-off videos, but it's about all we can do in the offseason. Um, I think that this is certainly pointing to Travis playing more wide receiver than he did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was kind of like a ace in the hole, you know, pull it out when you need it type of thing. And, and he got a decent amount of run, but like you saw, all of a sudden, games on the line in the Celebration Bowl, he's out there for yep. every offensive snap. This year, I think you're going to see a lot more. And I think we are looking at a pattern where the transition is happening to where eventually it might be the other way around to Travis playing more wide receiver and then playing corner sparingly. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Uh, Coach Mathis said it when we talked to him. The ball skills that Travis Hunter has, that's immediately listed out to me, and they shine as a defensive back, but I think they're even more impressive and more on display when he's playing wide receiver. We saw it in the Celebration Bowl. We talk about it all the time. The last touchdown in the times expiring in the fourth quarter, how he tracked that ball kind of going through the contact of the two defenders. Like, not many players in the NFL have those type of ball tracking skills. Travis Hunter has them. He showed off his route running skills in the Celebration Bowl. Um, I mean, we're bringing up names like Justin Jefferson when we're talking Shit. about how he moves in his routes. Um, and with the ball in his hands, I he's just... Jerry
1: Judy so much. Oh,
0: for sure. Like, same type of, yep. yeah, suddenness. Um, and with the ball in his hands, he just turns into an animal, man. I mean, and t- to get the ball in your hands on the defensive side of the ball is a lot harder than it is on the offensive side of the ball. Let the guy cook on offense.
1: I, I'm i t- of two minds here, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, but the one part of me is he looks like a natural at, at wide receiver. Uh, he looks like a guy who is going to be putting up those Jerry Judy-like videos where it's just like, oh my God, he's just routing these guys like no other. So, I think it's inevitable that wide receiver is his final form Mm -hmm. because I just think he's so gifted there. That being said, he is more valuable to this team as a lockdown corner, which he absolutely has in his bag, and he also has maybe the best person in the world teaching him how to become that and so it, it's an internal struggle the selfish part of me says I want him to stay at corner because you're not gonna it's gonna be hard to find another corner that good at least for this season um you know obviously cormani on the other side if mm-hmm. you want to uh, but internally obviously in the end you want what's best for the player and I think especially the way things have trended now where wide receivers are getting paid just as much, if not more, than corners. Exactly. Uh, I I cannot push back against the idea of him moving more to wide receiver.
0: Plus, I mean, if you go back to the Coach Prime quote from the uh, Shannon Sharp podcast, he said he loves playing wide receiver. Yep. Just let the man play wide receiver then. Let him develop through that route. It's going to be easier for him to kind of take the teachings and apply those to his game for a position that he loves as opposed to a position that he's being told to play because that's what... His skill set fits. Someone had the comment he's not even a top five receiver on the team. I could not disagree more.
1: Asinine.
0: I could not disagree. I think he may be the best wide receiver on this team. Um, He's one or two. Yeah, for sure. So defensively, I understand having the two lockdown corners, what that does for a defense makes you so much harder to play against than it would be if Travis was a full-time wide receiver. But he's going to give teams problems at wide receiver, man. He's going to be going up against best corners in the Pac-12, or at least this next year, the Pac-12. And he's going to put them on notice, and he's going to have some of those moments where they're flailing all over the place, and he's putting them on skates because he's just got that suddenness and that ability in his routes to really win easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, just thinking through the Pac-12 he could probably by the end of the season be the best route runner in the country Mm -hmm. or in the conference. Um, Just by the way that the shake that he has, the suddenness that you mentioned um, like, you know, you see him run that post route in the uh, celebration bowl, which is just like otherworldly Yeah, that did have Justin Jefferson written all over it. Literally. Yeah. And then like, you know, you see the, in the prime documentary, he runs that little, pivot return type of thing Mm -hmm. and just absolutely loses someone like there's not guys doing that in college no that is you know you'll see it once in a while with like a cooper cup who's doing that type of stuff in college and you know then they're just like blowing up but he's a freak when it comes to change of direction Mm -hmm. and that's a weapon at corner for sure but it might be more of a weapon on offense I want him in both places. I wish you could just clone him and have I one all-time all on defense and one all-time on offense. But in the end, the combination of what Coach Prime said to Shannon Sharp and what – who was the coach? Kevin Mathis. Kevin Mathis said to us about him being a wide receiver playing corner. It just tells me this is inevitable. Yeah, He's going to end up where he is most passionate about, and he also happens to be incredibly gifted on that side of the ball too. Um it's a matter of time. i I think maybe by next, so not this this full season, I think he still plays both ways. yeah, quite a bit. I think maybe by next full season when they get another number one corner to come in here, right that frees him up uh, to to go and just be full time wide receiver or you know ninety ten, eighty twenty wide receiver as he prepares for the NFL draft. Uh,
0: one more takeaway, and then I'll let you respond if you want, and we can move on. The most ideal situation this year in terms of like the offensive performance for this team is to Shador have have a fantastic year and leave, go to the NFL draft, because he plays so well that he's going to be in the conversations as opposed to coming back. And to cash in on that the most, I think you need Travis playing wide receiver with Shador to bump up his stock, bump up Travis's stock, bump up the offense as a whole stock, and then... You know, you can kind of figure it out the year after that. As opposed to, I, I do agree. He, I think he will play both ways still uh, quite a bit this upcoming year in twenty three. But if you're if you spend more time kind of developing him and teaching him as a cornerback this year, when Shador's here and could potentially leave after that, and you have a potential question mark at quarterback, just doesn't make as much sense to me. I think you need to kind of squeeze. That that juice from the chemistry that Shador and uh, Travis have right now, and just see what you can get out of it.
1: What's he doing in the spring game?
0: Travis lines up at wide receiver. First thing.
1: <laughs> uh, we're gonna stick my guns. We're gonna see. It's uh, a, it, this is an exciting. I've never had this conversation. Before. I know, isn't it wild? Like that's what's so fun about this. <laughs> yeah. is like, I I don't know if we'll ever have this conversation again. Right. It's such a unique conversation about such a unique player with such a unique skill set that it's so fun to talk about because I I can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Uh, and I think in the comments I saw someone say, like, he wasn't even the number one wide receiver at Jackson. He would have been. If he was healthy. If, if he was healthy one and if he was playing on that side of the ball more. Like, right. The way that they were utilizing him is kind of in a, for lack of a better term, gadget way, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you bring him in to, uh you know, for a package of plays that are designed to use his explosiveness to get him the ball. Um, But I think if he was just a full-time wide receiver, he would have been wide receiver one. He would have also been a top wide receiver in the country if that's what he was being recruited at.
0: Well, last year, I mean, look at the guys Shador was throwing to. Dallas Daniels was like a senior um, or a graduate student, one of the two. Shane Hooks himself was a senior. They had a veteran receiving core. Travis was able to step in as a true freshman and play immediately and start and play well. At DB, I think that also played into it, too. I mean, you already had established guys at wide receiver. It's kind of like, well, why mess this up when Shador's already worked with them? Yep. Let's move on. Let's uh, catch up on recruiting. We've got a couple confirmed visitors for the spring game. The first being Stacy Gage, four-star running back, 163rd player overall, according to 247 Sports Composite, 10th overall running back, from St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 5'11, 200 pounds, at least 47 offers. He's going to be here for the spring game. Does he have a top 47? Uh, I don't think he's given a top, <laughs> no, or a top 45 or yeah. something. <laughs> no, nothing yet, I don't think.
1: Someone has to just do that as a bit. Like a graphic that just has, like, it's like, uh you know, when you open up like the old NBA games and it shows all the teams' logos? Right, yeah. It's just them standing in front of every team's logo except one.
0: Well, okay, so, you know, uh, Deuce Robertson, the the five-star tight end who's yep. yet to commit? Yep. Haas Fawcett just put up a graphic with all his offers. <laughs> he didn't even put up, like, a top four, not even top 10, 15, just every single offer. Oh, that's there. awesome. Uh, another guy who's confirmed visiting for the spring game, Jordan Johnson-Rubel from IMG Academy, Bradenton, Florida. 247 Sports composite four-star Safety, 87th player overall, 7th safety overall, at least 35 offers. Also, runs track. Um, I don't think he has a top uh, list of any schools. But there you go. Two more four-stars, impact player types visiting for this. The, dude, the... We need to get compile a compile list of all these guys visiting for the spring. And where's Haas Fawcett at? Yeah, we need him for that. It's very impressive. I'll tell you right we now. We have our
1: own great graphics yes. team here that will help us with that. That would be sick. A graphic with every visitor mm-hmm. uh for that game with like Coach Prime on it. Yep. It'll happen. Stay tuned. Cook it up.
0: All right. Before we get into whatever this secret meeting is, shout out to our friends at Run Your Pool. We have teamed up with them. Because it is March, the madness is coming, and we are going to allow you guys to compete directly against us in a bracket challenge uh, with cash prizes. First place, $300, and you get a $75 DMVR Locker gift card. Second place is $150 in cash. Third place is $50 in cash. All that, and it's free to play. Some important dates. we got Selection Sunday coming up this Sunday. Of course, we have the Pac-12 tournament coming up starting tomorrow, and just so you guys know, we will be talking about that tomorrow, and the show tomorrow will be kind of uh, delayed at least a bit. Depends on how the game ends. Anyways, fill out your bracket on Run Your Pool. By the time this first round starts on March 16th at 10.15 a.m., head on over to play.runyourpool.com. And don't forget to get your pe- picks in when the bracket is live. Can't wait to compete against you all. And then shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck brews here at DMBR. You can get the Avalanche Amber Ale, uh, Strawberry Sky, Mile um, Mountain Beach Sour. The Mile High City Golden Ale is still going strong, too. Uh, or you can check out this Avalanche Amber Ale right in front of me here. I but have um, a friend
1: who doesn't even like beer. Yeah? like He's pretty much 100% anti-beer. Loves Mountain Beach.
0: Dude, it's the best beer, I'm
1: <laughs> telling you. It's good beer.
0: It's fantastic. Probably one of my favorites all time. You can find a Mountain Beach Sour or any of those great beers near you using their beer locator app. Go to www.breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. All right,
1: Ryan. I got to uh, respond to our good friend Connor.
0: Oh, Connor. What's <laughs> up, man?
1: <laughs> he said, is RK going to admit he was wrong about backing the pack when the pack 12 gets more money than the big 12? Those two things aren't equated. All I said was, I want what's best for CU. I don't care about Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Stanford. I don't care about anyone but CU. I don't care if CU plays in the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, or the AFC North. <laughs> Whatever is best for them is what I want, and I don't care about any, anyone else. So if staying in the Pac-12 ends up being the most profitable and best thing for CU, then yeah, I'll, I'll stay. I, just, I, have no, like, I have no affinity for any of these other schools just because they play right. the same conference than us. In fact, I actually wish harm on them <laughs> so they're as bad as possible, so they're easy for us to beat.
0: Right, we talk about the Pac-12 and the media deal here, but really we're talking about what it means for CU yes, in the future. It's the only forward. thing that matters. Um, okay, so yesterday the story came out. It was actually the CFB Reddit account that kind of put this out there, but the University of Colorado Board of Regents has scheduled a special executive session board for Wednesday, tomorrow, to discuss in quotes a legal advice or legal advice on a specific matter. And an athletics update on the Pac-12, Ryan. So they need legal
1: advice on how to leave the (laughs) Pac-12. That's what it sounds like, yes. (laughs) Uh, That is an interesting kind of wrinkle in all of this. And it certainly sounds like, at the very least, they're getting together to say, hey, what the hell is going on with the Pac-12 and how do we need to react to it? Yeah, That's like the very lowest conversation that could be happening here. I think what's really happening is a, like, let's pull out the yellow notepad and go pros and cons of every option that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what are the options? Does, does one of them include going to the Big 12? Is one of them, you know, hanging on and trying to see if the Big 10 will snatch us up with Oregon and Washington? Um, you know, is one of the options trying to, you know, combine with the ACC? Let's lay out all the options and discuss what's best for Colorado, so we can start taking steps towards making that happen. Right. Um, I think that's mo- most likely. There's also a chance, though, that this is straight up just Big 12's knocking. Should we go? Mm-hmm. And obviously, they can't vote on it, as yes. uh, Pete Thamel said. Right. So there won't be an official, any official news coming out of this. Yes. But there will probably be a leak that comes out, which is after this, you know, Colorado is strongly considering making the move to the Big 12. Exactly that. they're not.
0: Right, exactly that there. Um, Pete DeMille said, an update here, no vote on any matter will emerge from Colorado's executive session with its regions tomorrow where the Pac-12 will be discussed. Colorado law states that votes must come in a public session. So while they are having this meeting, while it seems like they are discussing the future of the conference – um, and given the fact that we have the Pac-12 tournament going on this week, I mean, I think the Pac-12, if Colorado was actually talking about leaving, the Pac-12 would be like, can you just do us a solid and let us have our tournament here before you kind of break up, literally, and end our conference? It's kind of what it feels like to me.
1: Wow. Well, we found out that uh, George Kleofkoff <laughs> will not be having a presser uh, at the Pac-12 tournament. Which has happened every other year. Yep. So clearly, he either doesn't want to talk about what's happening, or he's waiting till something happens to talk about it. Yep.
0: Um, and, and, the,
1: and and to be clear, there is a situation in which the Pac-12 pulls their shit together, gets a TV deal, and everything stays, you know, r- relatively the same. Right. And he might just be saying, like, well, I'm not going to talk because we're at, at the finish line with this. There's no point in me going on there and giving a bunch right. of half answers just to appease the media for, the, for us to then announce a deal two weeks later. Or he's saying, I'm not going to go in there and talk about how our conference is about to implode. Exactly.
0: Um, that's what I think is happening. But to your point off the top, I think this is about... If I had to guess, I would bet that this meeting is about Colorado trying to cover their bases legally, make sure that they can completely sever ties with the Pac-12 and end up in the Big Ten because, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. We've heard about this a lot over the last, I don't know, six-plus months. At The Big 12 is very interested in the what we're calling the four-corner schools with Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, I don't know. I just don't think the Pac-12 is going to get it in shape. There's another LA Times article that was on the top page of the College Football Reddit today. Again, just questioning what is going on with the Pac-12 media deal and everything Um, It just seems like this is going to a very messy end.
1: Yeah. These media deals, man, are ugly. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it in our backyard Mm -hmm. with, you know, Altitude and DirecTV and Comcast and all that stuff. Um, Obviously, they eventually got it done with with, uh, DirecTV, but that was ugly at the beginning. And for whatever reason, it feels like this industry more than any other, like, each side of the table is trying to big dick the other one. Yeah. And no one ever wants to feel like they lost the negotiation. And that happens in a lot of places in the world, but especially in the sports world, it feels like there are so many meteorites deals where everyone loses. The fans mm-hmm. all lose because the executives didn't want to feel like they lost the deal. So they put their hard line in the sand and there's a line here and a line here. And the middle ground is here. And neither side is willing to cross over their line. And, and you know, this is obviously different than the altitude mm-hmm. dispute because that's a network that carries the teams negotiating with the distributor. This is a, a obviously a conference negotiating with all parties who are interested about who wants to get it. But I think there's a chance here where the Pac-12 is saying, well, we can't settle for a smaller deal or else we're gonna lose our conference. Right. And the TV networks are saying, all right, well your product isn't worth what you think it is. Uh-huh. And we're not here to help you keep your conference together. We're here to make the right deals for our business. So the PAC-12 is in an awkward position where they're, it feels to me like they're just like begging for one of these places to throw them a bone. Yep. Just like, hey, do us a solid here, help mm-hmm. us out. Give us a competitive TV deal so we can keep our conference together. For sure. And at the same time, sorry. No, you're good. The business side of this is saying, we don't know if we want to give you that deal when there's all these rumors about potentially your conference falling exactly. apart. Exactly, yep. Um, they could obviously write in some contract language that says, if XYZ teams leave, deal is void.
0: Right, exactly. We'll see how it all goes. I mean, the Big 12 has been aggressive in this. They were aggressive last offseason. season. When they went and got BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, um, they've been aggressive, as I said, going back the last six months or so, talking about the four-corner schools. If you had to bet, Ryan, what conference is Colorado playing in in 2024? Pac-12. Really? Yep. Wow, interesting. I would have said Big 12.
1: I think – I I just think a a lot of these stories are like so much noise and uncertainty leads to speculation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what's happening right now. I think at the 11th hour, the Pac-12 will pull together a media deal and Colorado will stay in because while they have the opportunity to jump to the Big 12, they're saying our eventual goal is to get to the Big 10. Right. This is just like a lateral jump. Mm -hmm. If we don't have to jump ship right now, let's not. And, you know, keep working towards the goal of getting to the Big Ten. Um,
0: I mean, if you go back to when the Big 12 deal came through, I think a lot of people were shocked at the numbers of that. And I do think there's a chance that at the 11th hour, the Pac-12 kind of pulls it all together. They find a solid partner that is on television, not just a streaming-only option. And maybe we end up we end up surprised just by the amount of money and the length of the deal and everything. So, what we'll see. What do you see. think? 2024? I think, I think it's Big 12. Okay. I think that the big 12 has been aggressive I think that uh, the allure of you know coming with Utah and Arizona and Arizona State having like that pod because uh, I think we talked about this yesterday um, you know having a conference of 18 20 teams you're gonna need like a a pod of scheduling and when you have that you have that with Utah Arizona Arizona State yeah. um, would make it a lot easier for travel wise for planning out a schedule and everything. So I don't know.
1: I mean, I have a feeling that Coach Prime is probably saying, give me multiple games a year in Texas and And watch what happens. And Florida? Yeah. Yeah. True. I didn't even think about Florida being on the Big 12 schedule, which is extremely dumb, but beneficial to Colorado (laughs) if they were to make that move.
0: Uh, For sure. Guys, get your questions in now. We will answer them very shortly. Also, hit that thumbs up button. We're at 164. Um we're kind of off pace now. We need to get back on pace with the yeah, likes. Yeah, what
1: do we do? I mean, we're not bad, but...
0: No, we're we're
1: doing great, actually, Let's get today. to uh, 200 by the end of this ad read.
0: There you go. Um, shout out to our presenting sponsor, and that is Illegal Pete's, our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Illegal Pete's is teaming up with Tito's and Denver's Youth on Record program to help raise money for the future musicians of Colorado. Youth on Record provides underprivileged children in the Denver community with music-based strengths and skills that will give them the platform they need to accomplish their dreams. So for the entire month of March, Illegal Pete's will be donating $1 to the youth on record from every Vodka Fresh Press sold. Stop by one of their 10 Colorado locations. Order yourself a Tito's Fresh Press. Know your money, money is going to support Colorado's next big star. And then shout out to our friends at Box and Shanker. You guys already know that Box and Shanker wins. They have won over $1 billion for their clients in Colorado. Best part about them, you can get a free consultation, no money to spend while they work on your case, and they will not charge you unless they win money for you. As I said, they've won over a billion dollars for their clients, and they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. can even help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222 today. Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then finally, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, of the NBA, 24 more. 24 more likes. Get us there, guys. Do you know the line by chance for tomorrow's uh, game against Washington?
1: Oh, I do not. I can I can get it quick for you if you want.
0: Uh, do that. Um, the Buffs, I don't know, man. Hammond played well uh, in the final game against Utah. Of course, no KJ. It's going to be tough without him, but Tristan proved that he can pl- come off the bench, and the injury is not that big of a deal, at least this point, or was on Saturday. Uh, But the Buffs kind of have their work cut out for them on this bracket. It's not friendly to them. You face off against Washington, a team they got swept against in the season.
1: What time is it? Oh, there it is.
0: It's the first game tomorrow. They are
1: three-and-a-half-point faves. Wow, really? Yep.
0: Without KJ.
1: You know what? My take on KJ being out, and this is not anti-KJ whatsoever, but I think that he's so good – that a lot of guys are just like, oh, KJ's got us on this possession. Yeah. And what I saw against Utah was like a lot more involvement, a lot more movement, guys being like, okay, we all have to do our part here. Whereas like, there's so many possessions where they, everyone just kind of stands around. And they're like, KJ, beat your guy off the dribble, and KJ's like, all right, I'll try, and then gets like yeah. rejected by the big man at the rim because no one was pulling right. that guy out or whatever. So I think, I don't know how sustainable that is. A lot of times. It's kind of like the new coach bump, right? Mm-hmm. You get like one big bump because everyone's lifting up their play to help out the new coach. I don't know if you that that's sustainable through the whole tournament, but I think they might be able to keep it up tomorrow night, tomorrow morning, really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, to your point, four buffs and double figures uh, against Utah without KJ. We'll see if that continues. Also, uh, you told me Tad Boyle. We looked it up yesterday. I think eleven and one in the first round in the Pac-12 tournament. Isn't that what I said? I think so. Yeah, we had will confirmed that.
1: The only one that they lost was the last college basketball game before COVID. Mm. Or before COVID shut down everything.
0: Oh, and yeah, so they didn't even play the tournament. No, that the tournament year. was just over. Yeah.
1: They and they played like an 830 game against Damn. Washington State in the first round. It was like after the the Rudy Gobert thing had happened. Yeah. And I just remember my friends were at the stadium like, dude, we might be stuck in Vegas. <laughs> Like I think they they couldn't they shut down the airport and they had to like rent a car and drive home.
0: That's wild. One of my best friends was in Iceland when all that went
1: down. Yeah, so it doesn't even count because that tournament, no one void eleven and 0. Uh
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DMVR. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Again, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700.
1: Pretty close. 189.
0: Not bad. Not bad. We can
1: definitely get to 400, and then we'll just be 40 away from our goal. There
0: you go. Um, Hit us up with these questions, guys. I'll use this time right now to say, we appreciate everyone watching on YouTube and hitting the thumbs up, but the best way to help us out is if you go particularly to Apple Podcasts. We are now a 4.6 rating podcast. To the On moon, Podcast. baby. <laughs> Help us get to 4.7 and above. Hit and, that subscribe button.
1: And I saw like a lot of you have left some really yes. nice reviews and comments. That literally means the world to yeah, us. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. Uh, so we appreciate all the reviews, all the five-star reviews, all the nice words. Uh, get that Spotify rating up, too. That one's at five stars, but let's keep growing that one. Yes. Numbers. Yes. Hell yeah. All righty. Question time. Oh, I saw this before we started the show. Go ahead. Throw it up. Yo, Jake and RK. This is from PD Swag. I've got a package on the way to you guys. Should be delivered to you sometime today.
1: Damn, we're going to have to get on our well-off media shit, do a little uh, <laughs> for sure, A yeah. uh, video.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thanks, we PD appreciate Swag. you, PD Swag.
1: I'll go check the uh, where they leave the mail after the show.
0: There you go. Uh, stay tuned. Sean's asking... What do we think of Prime on The Pivot today? So we actually haven't watched that. Uh, We are going to watch that tonight?
1: Yeah, I think I can commit to that.
0: Okay. Uh, It's like an hour and ten minutes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll at least watch some of it for tomorrow. Okay. Uh, So you have that. No full swing
1: for me tonight. That's okay. There
0: you go. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, Jabriel says, did you watch the well-off video from today? I haven't, but... uh, that should be another banger. I saw the Coach Prime, uh, I showed you the Instagram clip of uh, oh, everyone yes. going crazy in the yes, weight room. That looks awesome. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring you all a get when I next time. We appreciate well, you, thanks, Sean. Sean. Next question from Ike. Is Sal Sincere in town yet? I haven't seen anything official from CU. So, yeah, I haven't seen anything official or heard anything official from CU yet either. So... Um, I guess they're still kind of figuring out the details of the contract and everything and hopefully it's an official announcement soon enough.
1: For sure. Uh I saw another one up there uh about Neely. What uh about him? apparently let's scroll up. I I can't remember who it was from, which is my bad. But apparently there's like a dis- there's a kind of like a um, back and forth going on between him and Jackson State. Mm. And (laughs) Jackson State is, like, not, I guess, renewing his access. Wow. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's, like, obviously, Neely gets incredible access to Coach Prime that, you know, is above the access that you or I get because of his relationship with Coach Prime. So I could maybe understand them saying, okay, well, you know, TC doesn't want media that close or whatever, which is understandable. Like every head coach is going to be different in terms of how they do things. I would recommend, especially college coaches, follow in the footsteps of Coach Prime yes. rather than to go against what he's doing because yes. clearly everything he's doing is working. He understands that, you know, getting messages out through the media is a great way to reach people. Uh, and so, you know, he's obviously have, they have their own channels. They're doing the pregame show uh, and all the access that he gets. Mm -hmm. Then just, you know, being kind and generous with his time with people like us. um, All is part of the plan. Um, Not to, I won't even say his name. To quote a former CU coach who left uh, in shame, there's four phases of football, offense, defense, special teams, and media. He really said that. Uh, and, and there's just something to getting it in college football when it comes mm-hmm. to the media, so um, I don't know if it's that they're not willing to give him as much access anymore, Like which like I said, every coach is going to be different, but if they're not giving him any access, yep. that seems whack.
0: Yep, I heard that also um, someone DM'd me and kind of And I saw
1: a, a Neely on one of his videos, or someone else's video, say like yeah, I guess anything that was like Coach Prime, they don't want around Matt Jackson State anymore, which I think is the wrong, the wrong way of going about it.
0: That is wild. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, did you guys already acknowledge Armand Hawkins leaving the staff? Uh, yes, this happened. Not if not yesterday, the day yesterday. before. Um, he was. I can't remember exactly his role. I think it was to deal with uh, player development, and just on the recruiting side. But yep. obviously, a big kind of factor in that department.
1: His title was like. Head of it. high school relationships yeah, or something yeah, yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say this: he was very respected in the building, um, at least definitely from the uh, previous people that ha- worked there. I, I don't know anything about his relationship with Coach Primer. Yeah, any of the new staff, but he was considered you know a a beast mm-hmm. at what he did. Uh, so a bummer to see him go.
0: Assistant director of player personnel and high school relations. Okay, there you go.
1: Uh yeah, it's a bummer. We are definitely. Someone asked, are we gonna get Neely on the show? We are definitely. We're working. Trying. On it. Yeah, we're working for sure. on it.
0: Um, you can throw up the last question, Alyssa. Did I hear about the coach quitting from the Buffs today? I did Is it not. The same thing. I think that's what I thought of immediately yeah. when I read that was Hawkins. So I I hope that's who he's talking about. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah, Um. Is that it then?
1: I'll just address this because people talked about it at the beginning, the Omar White situation. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. Uh, and I think all you can really say at this point is, like, got to let the legal process play itself out right. and see what happens from there. Yeah,
0: it sucks to see, um, you, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you obviously hope that he wasn't a part of that. You Mm -hmm. know, we we obviously have no idea, you know, the the whole situation. Um, But, you know, if he was, then you move on.
0: Yep, it's a shame to see a 17-year-old getting wrapped up in that type of stuff, man. Very,
1: could not agree more.
0: Um, So that's a bummer.
1: Especially with so much. I know. So much opportunity in front of you.
0: So the article I retweeted from Buffalo's Wire yesterday, someone commented on there, some of these kids can't get here fast enough. And it's a sad reality of the situation, man.
1: It's so true. And, yeah, I mean, I just... It it kills me. Because, you know, I think a lot of times it's hard for people to understand that... And and I'm one of these people. But, like, what it's like for these guys back home. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy for you or I or anyone else to sit there and say, well, why would they get involved in that type of shit? And first of all, they're kids. Yeah. And so I think anyone can relate to being impressionable and, you know, fucking up for lack of a better term when you're a kid, obviously there's levels to that. Um, But the other thing is just like, you don't know what, what their life is like at home. You don't know what their life is like at school. You don't know what their life is like wherever. Um, So, I think, you know, the, that comment, yeah, some of these guys can't get here soon enough is true, and uh, it just it's sad when s- an opportunity like that is potentially um, squandered because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah,
0: uh, PD Swag's asking what happened. Um, Omar White was, he's been charged with three felony counts in a shooting that happened, uh, I don't know, in Valdosta or outside of Valdosta, but in that area. So that's what he's dealing with.
1: Yep. Very unfortunate.
0: Two eleven though. Not bad. Are we going to see Lauren on the show someday? Maybe. Athletic trainer from JSU. Oh
1: yes. I'd love, I, I mean, we want everyone. Like yeah. we're certainly not gatekeeping these chairs. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> we want we want everyone, so it's just a matter of getting a hold of them and finding times that works for them. Um but we're pretty malleable when it comes to this stuff, whether it's mm-hmm. recording early or Doing any of that sort of stuff, so um, a lot of people in the comments were like, "If DNBA can get an NBA player, why can't you I guys know. get?" It? So
0: we're trying. We try,
1: <laughs> but just for that person who said that, I will send. I'm going to send out a text right after this to a few different. people. There you go. Uh, or a, I should say a follow up text. Yes. Uh, let's do it. To see if we can get it done.
0: Um, Jabriel's asking when practice starts. I believe it's March 22nd, so we're about two weeks off. I'm hoping that we get an official schedule here either this week or next. Um, I think that's it for today. So, guys, tomorrow, uh, if you want to watch along with us, Pac-12 tournament starts at 1. We will be talking about that immediately after the Buffs taking on Washington. Uh, so we'll be talking about CU Hoops tomorrow. Hope you guys tune in. Uh, and Hopefully we're talking about a Buffs win and yes. not a Buffs
1: loss. Um, Survive in advance. There you go. It's that it's time tournament of year. dream is still alive. Just got to win four games in four days.
0: Yes, sir. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. So go
1: Buffs. Go Buffs.